Pleasure to introduce episode 118 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast, and I have got you's number one, Charlie Granger here. Uh, nearly said Martin Granger there. We were just talking <laughs> about Martin Granger. Um, Charlie Granger, fantastic stopper for Hastings. Personally, as I'd say, as we're going to go into, I didn't think he would stay, but he's still here and it, an absolute cracking keeper. How are you this morning, sir? I'm well this morning. Working outside, so I'm cold. Yeah, but um, not too bad. Can't complain. Okay. So, Charlie, uh, Charlie, you started your career at Leighton Orient. Yeah, I did. I joined there. Well, actually, just before that, I think I was 10. I signed for Norwich on a two-year contract. Only lasted six months because, obviously, living in Hertfordshire and driving to, well, being in school and my dad having to pick me up early from school and then take me to train and get home at 2 o'clock in the morning. It wasn't fair on my parents to keep doing it. So we uh, <clears throat> mutually agreed with Norwich to terminate that. And then I think literally about two weeks after, I joined Leighton Orient and I ended up staying there till I was 23. So yeah, I had a good old, good old I was going to say, you, you were there, there. I mean, who was, who was the goalkeeping coach at that point? I mean, or... Kevin Dearden. Okay. He was my first goalie coach at yeah. Leighton Orient. He was like my second dad, actually. Yeah. And um, in terms of that, that period, because I know you went out a couple times on loan. Mm. You did get a few games for Leighton Orient, didn't you? I'm sure you had a... Yeah, I... So it started... I got thrown into the first team very early, about 15. And loads of, they kept getting loans, they kept getting injured. And so they chucked me on the bench uh, from, I think 15 was my, Crew Alexander away was my first time involved with the first team on the bench at 15. And ever since then, I kind of stuck with them, jumping on the bench, going on loan here and there. And then I think I got, I played a few games. I think I played a couple of games in League One. Then I played in the FA Cup. Then Ian Hendon come in a little bit later on down the line. Hmm. And... I think I played only a few games in League Two. But then once we got relegated into the conference, I then become the number one for a season. But things changed quite quickly after that. Yeah, they certainly do. Um, yeah. As, well, as I say, you you um, you then um, worked with Paul Barnes at Dulwich. Yes. Yeah, so that's Indeed. how you... Yeah. Um, what was that whole Dulwich? This was obviously in the league above. What, what was that yeah. whole Dulwich um, experience like? It was a very strange one. It was a very up and down time. Personally, I spent, I think I spent four and a half years there. I loved the club. I thought it was fantastic. Mm. Um, under Gavin and Cads, 
there was a real clear guidance on what was expected from the club. Um, performances started to drop and results started not to go our way. So unfortunately, they, the club and Gav come to an agreement that that was it. And then Barnsley coming at a real tough time. You think a manager who's been at the same club as a manager for 17 years, I think it was, yeah. has got to come in and take over at the helm. It's very difficult, but as a club... It is a very good club. It's like a fantastic fan base. Um, so yeah, it was. I enjoyed my my time there. Well, I didn't the last season, but other than that, um, yeah, it was quite a good place to be. So uh, when that season ended, um, Dulwich did ship out of big changes, and mm. you, you you come along with Paul. How did Paul persuade you to come to Hastings? So I was a little bit in between of what I what I wanted to do. I'd spoken to Dulwich about staying and spoken to various other people, and then. Paul rung me and um, told it to me really about the people, the place, the culture of the club. And I kind of thought, oh, it sounds, I know it's far away, but it sounds quite interesting. I don't mind a little bit of a change here. And then, yeah, that that was, it was pretty simple. It was one phone call. And then after a couple of conversations, we was, we were signed, sealed, delivered. Yeah. So come in, um, obviously massive changes at Hastings as well before mm. you came in that you wouldn't know anything about really. Yeah. Um, but uh, a goalie called Louis Rogers, who was uh, quite a, been there for a number of years, uh, good, mm. good goalie, good goalie, and him leaving, uh, you coming in, um, started really well uh, to begin with. I mean, it, it yeah. did seem like a bit of a disjointed team to me. Um, mm. And I suppose you, I mean, you've had you've had various centre halves uh, play in front of you this season. Um, yeah. That I mean, how, how is that? Because I mean, we might we talk a little bit about the the Barnes era, obviously, but like. Yeah. First of all, that thing of when we seem to be, you know, no, there's not a settled centre-back. We've yeah. had that issue. I mean, what's that like for you? How do you cope with that? I don't think it's too bad, if I'm being mm. honest, because I know people coming in and out and whatever, but the other 10 players on the pitch, we know our jobs. So we've just got to help guide, if they need it, whoever mm. is stepping into that position for the time being. And the gaffer makes it very clear on what our objectives are for the game and what we're trying to achieve. So it, it can be a little bit up and down when someone doesn't really know the boys, but we've got such a good group that it's very easy to fit in. So I, I don't think it's been that much of an issue, personally. Mm. OK, well, if it's, speak a little bit about the Barnes era. Um, yeah. I mean, it kind of went pear-shaped fairly quickly. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I'm only a fan. But that's what I could what I could see was that it didn't seem some people weren't pulling their weight. Um, yeah, we say um, you've been in various dressing rooms. I mean, how did how how do you cope with that? We don't need to go into specifics, but like that thing of when you can see that you're on a downward turn. How, how do you cope? How do you sort of kind of do you just focus on your game, or how do you deal with that sort of situation? I guess I've been in downward spirals in other teams before, so. I kind of know what to do in those certain situations is people almost you can see it you can see the players that are like sinking with the ship almost you kind of got to try and get around them but you've got to try and make sure you're doing your job mm. as best as you possibly can for the team then you've kind of got to worry about others because as long as you're doing your job then that's one less thing you've got to worry about mm. So once I know I can do my job, then it's kind of like I've got to try and lift him. I've got to try and lift him. Don't get me wrong, it wasn't just me doing it. There's There was a yeah. number of other players in the dressing room also trying to say, come on, mate, come on, mate, we've got to stick together, we can do this. Mm. But it just it just didn't happen, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, I, suppose I, could, talk, I could talk for ages about that, that part of the season. It's, it's, it's almost like it was a bad dream. And uh, mm. we obviously Paul Barnes leaves 
a number of, I mean, a few people that I think should have gone went. Um, and I, I, well, I speak for myself, but a lot of us fans thought, well, you know, Charlie's a good goalie. He he's going to go as well. Um, what what made you stay initially? It was actually quite surprising, if I'm being completely honest, because I didn't have any intentions of leaving. And I kind of thought I might have been one that had been asked to leave as well, because I honestly didn't think I'd performed that well at the start of the season. Mm. Um, so I was kind of expecting the call. But then once I'd spoken to Ben and Chris, the new gaffer, uh, yeah. they kind of was telling me about how they wanted me to stay and the way we're going to start playing football. And I was like, oh, this is this sounds like a bit of me. And they want me to stay, so... I'm all on board. Once I sign up to something, I don't really want to jump ship. I, I want to stick it out to the end. So once oh. I had them conversations, I was like, yeah, I'm I'm all over this. Yeah. Oh, great stuff. <laughs> great stuff. Uh, I mean, we, we know, all our Saints fans know Chris from time. Uh, mm. We know he's, a, uh, he's very driven um, and wants to play in a certain way. Um, how did you take him first of all? First off, I mean, have you ever had any dealings with Chris before or... Is, how did you find him in your first conversation? No, I, I haven't had any dealings with Chris before the time of him here. Um, first conversation was was quite good, actually. He just told me straight up his demands of how he wants to play. Um, and we've kind of got to buy into it if we want to, to do so, obviously. If not, then there's conversations to be had. And the way that he likes to play is the way I also like to try and play. I like to be on the ball as much as possible, trying to progressible help help the other players and so on so on so it was quite an easy conversation with him um yeah I think there was kind of like a mutual respect instantly once we spoke over the phone excellent well um I've got a few fan questions for you Charlie um mm -hmm. if that's okay um uh, a few I don't know if you're are you a gooner by the way Charlie no I'm not no so unfortunately there's a gooner question here. I don't know no don't worries know. that's fine don't want to trigger you uh, <laughs> Um, so we've got uh, Mr. Lee Parnell, who does the vlogs, is asking this. Uh, he's saying, what, what, what's your view on the Arsenal goalie situation? And, and like, how would you find it if you were the one that's benched after not really doing anything particularly wrong? Um, Funny enough, I've been in that situation myself. Hmm. Obviously, very different levels between us. Um, but I think it's bizarre, if I'm being honest. Hmm. People were saying Reyes Bet would have bought his feet. He's nowhere near as good yeah, as Ramsdale would have yeah. bought his feet. Not even close. Ramsdale's got loads of character, personalities. He was one of their best players last year. He kept them anywhere near to the title race. Yeah, he had a couple of mistakes, but what goalie doesn't make mistakes? Um, I thought he was unbelievable. And the way he's been done, I, football isn't a fair game, but no. I think there was a different way of going about it. It's kind of like, oh yeah, you'll get your chance to battle, but it's not been the case at all. It's like, no, you sit on the bench now. I've got my new number one. So, yeah, I don't understand that one, but, I mean, they're flying at the moment, so it's a um, tough one to argue with him with. Yeah, fair enough, so, yeah. Um, what, who's, um, who do you think should be the goalie for the Euros? I would have said Ramsdale if he mm. had continued to play because he way better would have bought his feet than Jordan Pickford, and I think he's a better overall goalie. But to be fair to Pickford, this season he's been decent. Um, he's been very decent, so... And he knows he's been there and done it. He's got the experience. So at this present time, I'd have to say Jordan Pickford. I haven't actually asked you who is your, who's your goal. You, you did you always love want to be a goalie? Nah, no. So obviously, my dad played, and I wanted to be an outfielder. Mm. But I had two left feet when I was growing up. I was rubbish. So uh, dad just threw me in goal, 
and then kind of just took to it quite quickly. I was the only one who didn't mind flying around, diving at people's feet, getting muddy. And um, yeah, it just kind of stuck. Yeah. And so who's your, your sort of heroes growing up? Was it your dad? Obviously, we mentioned your dad, Martin yeah. Granger, uh, big time Birmingham City yeah. terrorist, uh, for want of a better <laughs> word. Um, it liked, I wouldn't mind seeing Jack Dixon and Martin Granger in that same midfield. Mm. Um, what? what uh, yeah. So in terms of your heroes growing up, what you would say your dad you're gonna say your dad or is yeah 100 percent. It... i was yeah. unfortunately i was a little bit too young to remember going to order the games but there was mm. a few when i got a little bit older because he had to retire quite early because of his, his knees mm. um there was a few that i remember going to so it was definitely one because i always wanted to be like my dad um although he didn't quite pass me all of his genes unfortunately um but i'd say otherwise at the time from when i was what was i 12, 13, 14, Joe Hart was the main man. I wanted to be him. Same same barnet, same boots, same gloves. I'd done my socks like him. He was the main man. And I thought, oh, his presence, personality, his stage, his distro, everything. Growing up at that time, it was definitely, he was the one I looked at. Okay. I mean, how heartbroken were you when old Pep? Uh... I didn't understand it. Yeah. But now you see what Edison can do with a ball at his feet. Now I understand it, obviously. I just thought, again, at that time, he was one of the best goalies in the world. Easily, he was on fire. And the way he just come in and was just like, nah, like, done, see you later. He's like a, almost a Man City legend. Mm. And But as I said, football isn't a fair game. It's ruthless. But it's another situation that could have been dealt with better. But then who am I to tell Pep, who's won absolutely everything <laughs> in the game that you can imagine? I'm pretty sure he knows a lot more about football than I do. Yeah, I suppose that, that level is, is, as you say, it's brutal. It's you just brutal. No friends. Um, no. Just uh, got a couple, a couple more questions. Like we, we obviously think you're a top goalkeeper, yeah? Uh, and you've pulled off some fantastic, you know, kept us in games um, count, countless times already this season. Um, who do you see as the, the best goalkeeper in the league? Or, you know, is it is it you? Oh, you've put me under pressure here now. Um Let's have a think. I'm trying to think who we'd come up against. Or is there no one that's outstanding, do you feel, or stands out from the crowd? I like I like um I like a bit of Ricky Goldie. I can't remember his name now. Um I like him a lot. He's a very steady Eddie, never really mm. makes many mistakes. Does it just does his job. That's kind of what I like from Goldies, is like don't go looking for work, just yeah. try not to stand out and do your job. And I think if you do that, then the team's had a good day. Yeah. Um yeah, I'd, I'd, I'd put myself within the category, definitely. Um, it's something I'd have to think about. I can't remember everyone that we played against. My memory's horrendous. But he's one that comes to mind just because I just thought, I looked at him and I just thought, very steady away, mm. no mistakes. I just I just like what he did. Talking of Paul Barnes again quickly, the, he, he's a bit unlucky. Isn't he? I mean, like, he, he came in in the Dulwich situation. Yeah. Where he was going, he, he was on a hide into nothing. He yeah. came in here where I think he was let down by quite a number of people, I think. Um, yeah. And he kind of, and now he's gone to Corinthian Casuals, um, and I don't think they've won a game. He's done about ten, eleven games. Um, I think they're bottom. I mean, do you keep in contact with him? Yeah, I've spoken to Barnsley over the last few weeks. Actually, yeah. just touching base. Just said to him like, "Well done, getting back into football straight away." I know it must have been tough after the last two seasons and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, we we do still stay in touch, and he's definitely been a bit unlucky. Like the Dulwich situation, he come in, we started flying, and then all of a sudden few injuries hit there was some problems above him mm. um and yet the same kind of thing happened the rules just fell off 
And then as soon as you get a couple of injuries and the, the wheels fall off, as I said, you can see people that are going down with the ship. Um, yeah, yeah, it doesn't help. Like also, I, I had quite a bad injury last year. In that period, I snapped my um, one of my cruciate ligaments and my meniscus at the same time. So that oh. definitely didn't, yeah, that definitely didn't help. So it's kind of just all just come on top and just went down. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, I'm not going to keep talking about Paul Barnes here. Um, Charlie, <laughs> what what do you think of your season? Um, I mean, as you say, was a little bit shaky to begin with. Um, yeah. Um, I, I mean, I I'll put it down to like. Yeah, we had like Craig Stone still there, who kind of I think I, I think it's probably a season too far in terms of being at this level. I think he's you know that's why he's doing all right at Ramsgate and the division below. Um, you know, you had a few sort of centre half changes, a lot of mix ups. Um, ever since Aggie's come in, mm. you know, I think your game's definitely been raised, and the fact that you're more involved in the game as well. Um, I mean, yeah. you've already said you actually quite enjoy that side of the game. I mean, yeah. There's a lot of fans who watch Hastings. They've always got their hearts in their mouths whenever they see a goalkeeper yeah. with the ball. Um, yeah. Uh, but this will put that will put that to rest because obviously you're very comfortable on the ball. With, with the style, was it mm. just an easy thing to kind of click in once Aggie said, look, you're getting the ball a lot more now? Um, yes and no. Yes, because that's kind of like how I like to play and it excites me instead of just getting it and smashing it down the field and legs hanging off by the end of the game. He just whacked the ball all the time. Mm. Um, but also, there's he opened my eyes to different pitches in terms of, right, if those, let's say, two or three options aren't on, then that means there's something else somewhere else. Yeah. So you always look like, my brain is always like, right, well, as soon as I've got the ball, it's like, right, that's not on. That is on, but that's also on. What benefits that person more or the runner off of him? Mm. So it just makes you think all the time. And I think I got a little bit, because we started so well, I think I got a little bit comfortable in what we was doing and that's probably is my fault. But now it's like you have to be on it because of the way we play. Otherwise, I'm going to give the ball away and they're probably going to score, hmm. um, which will happen at some point. It's going to happen the way we play. It is what it is. Um, as, as much as I don't want it to, eventually it hmm. probably will happen. Um, but yeah, now it's like my brain is constantly like, right, we can do this. Like even I'm telling the lads like, play that pass because that person's out there or whatever, so on, so on. So my brain is always ticking throughout the game, which which I've enjoyed a lot. Yeah, so it seems that you're enjoying your football. Yeah. I mean, the lads, I mean, the lads, were, you know, we're just, just below the playoff places. I mean, what do you think, Charlie? I mean, I think we've done, considering everything that's gone on, I think we've done yeah. really, really well. Do you I think, think we've done excellent. Yeah. And it, it's almost like we've had two seasons already. But like, mm. what what do you think? Do you think, it's achievable. Do you think we can maybe nick? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. We are what we've come up against. We're a hundred percent good enough. It's just whether we can be consistent enough. If I'm being completely honest, we've we've gone like four or five games, sometimes more, turning people over, getting good results, and then we have that one one or two days where it's like mm, not quite at it. But that will come. We are still we're a very young group. So the more we do it, the better we will become. But there's a hundred percent a chance of us nicking in one of them playoff spots, especially from now to the end of the season, because we're playing everyone near enough around us. Mm. If we start beating them, we'll be well in them playoff spots. Has, has anything surprised you since since um, Paul Paul left? Was there anyone like in terms of change of game or like say like like John Hoofer? John Hoofer's had a great season. Um, He's been unbelievable. That's the, probably the biggest one. John started the season okay. I've said this to John, so he knows. He started the season okay, but it's like he had a new lease of life all of a sudden. He's been he's been unstoppable at times. 
I think I can't remember how many. I think he's on eighteen assists, something like seven or eight goals. It's unbelievable. He didn't have a left foot before at the start of the season. Yeah. All of a sudden, he's got about eighteen assists with his left foot. He's been class. Um, yeah, there's been a couple. Leggy as well. Leggy looked a little bit quiet at the start of the year. Since then, I think he's been. I think he's been excellent. He's a real handful. Kian Moyes has been unbelievable. What a footballer he is, by the way. Yeah, glide, I, I glide say, every, oh, everyone's just gone levels. Like, there's no disrespect to Barnsley because I've got a lot of time for Barnsley and he done really well at the start. It's just unfortunate how it went. It's it, We just kind of, I don't know, went another gear almost. Right, I must ask you, Charlie. Now, mm-hmm. will, 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 will you be here next season? Has, <laughs> has that been... Um... Am I allowed to be cheeky and ask? Or I mean, you can mo- be cheeky and ask. It's yeah. fine. Um, we're having conversations about it at the moment. Excellent. To be honest, um, yeah. So we'll, yeah, because we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, because we we well, what's, you, I mean, you may not have heard them, but like we 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 have got lots of songs for you. But they I usually, know I've heard. Yeah. I've enjoyed them. But they, they usually involve other defenders. But then those defenders go, and we can't keep changing <laughs> it. But you're still there as long as you're still there. No, I appreciate it. And I've I've definitely heard them. They're nice to hear. Especially yeah. like, I think it's always hard as a goalie stepping into a club when you've had a Louis Rogers for the last however many years, come through the academy, played however many games. It's like, am, am I am I going to be taken in? But obviously I have to perform to be taken in first. So it is nice now that I'm hearing the songs and people come up to me after the games and talk to me and stuff like that. It's proper made me feel welcome. Good. Good. Well, I'm glad to know. I mean, any other thoughts on the fan base? The fan base is unbelievable, home and away. That's all you hear. Like, what game was it? When we went to play Kingstonian away, mm. so we was walking out the tunnel, I could hear singing. I'm like, is that? I said to someone, is that a lot? Mm. Like, this is miles away. But to be fair to you guys, in your numbers, you're unbelievable. Nice but, one. No, no, Charlie, thank, thanks for your time, uh, chap. No problem um, at all. And uh, well, hopefully we'll get a game soon. That if it don't get rained off. Yeah, um, I know it'd be nice. Yeah. Um, listen, you have a good day. Take care, uh, Charlie, and um, I'll see you at the game, mate. All right. Yeah, top man. Thank you. Oh, Hastings number one. Take care, mate. <laughs> yeah.
And now over to the SBTS Fan Roundtable. Many thanks to Mark, John, Terry and Lee for making it happen. It's a great pleasure to introduce episode 118 of the Sussex by the Sea podcast, the Isthmian League Premier Premier League Fan Roundtable. And I've got some wonderful guests here. I've got Lee Parnell from the mighty Hastings United, the vlogger. He's an absolute vlogger. And I won't say what he does to trains, but that's we'll move on from that straight away. <laughs> All right, move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah, move on. Uh, we've got um, Terry Scott from uh, Margate back again. Um, feeling a little bit better because you've been under the weather. Poor old Terry. Um, and we've got the wonderful John Andrews from Canvey, Canvey Island, the only team in that in that island. Uh, the freshest smelling team in Canvey. <laughs> um, and um, we've got Mark Gorry. <laughs> Yeah, so I love you too, darling. And Mark Gorry from the Mighty White Hawk. Uh, absolutely fantastic to have you on, Mark. Thank and you, mate. as we normally do, uh, we always ask a, a person who's first person get for a guest, be it a Hastings fan, whoever. Please yeah. tell me how you fell in love with the Hawks. Yeah, so uh, I suppose when I first fell in love with the Hawks was way back when I was, I reckon, probably about eight or nine. Um, I actually moved to the estate from London when I was when I was two. So I wasn't originally born here. I was born in West London. That's where all my family live. They're all, unfortunately, all QBR fans. Oh, um, so am I. Yeah, I'm West London. Anyway, we'll get, we'll get into that later. Yeah, all, yeah they're all QBR. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, and, uh, I never really had a team when, uh, when I come down here. Um, obviously, I fell in love with Brighton of Albion. I'm Brighton of Albion supporter as well. Um, but... Yeah, moved to what the estate. Uh, lived in the estate ever since then, and uh, yeah, became you know growing up. Went to school and all my mates played for Wildcat, and it was a team. Do you know what I mean to play for? Because it was where all the apparently good players sort of plays at. So uh, there was me, little fat chubby ginger one running, trying to run around and play with everyone. But I loved it and I fell in love with the club. And it's the same sort of mentality there. Now than what it was when I was a kid, um, it's just always sort of that hunger to to want to win and achieve, and um, yeah, it's just always been a a really weird sort of welcoming club, and to me, it's my my home sort of thing. So every time I walk in in the clubhouse at the enclosed, it's like walking in home. You literally say it's like you know you walk in, you see the same faces, and you do the same sort of routine of shaking everyone's hands and saying hello, and um, yeah, following the moment away. Um, I'll admit, probably not not that long. I've been doing it back again. So I used to go when I was a bit younger, mm. but the last few seasons we've all started going along. Um, me and our group of friends, and uh, yeah, we go home and away probably most weeks. It's not every week. Um, yeah, and it's just a, it's a journey that that's, but that's sort of what, how and why I fell in love. Obviously, I'm from the area, love the community, always have, and uh, yeah, that's what the football club represents, community, and always has. So uh, yeah, you always feel at home there. That's why I love it. Well, talking of being at home there, you 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 took half of Hastings team. They were at home at, uh, at Whitehall for a while. I mean, yeah, what what was that like in in terms of like you you come up and your your boss decided that you know to to stay at this level he's going to get in some some experienced players and things like that 
I mean, how did they all take? Because there has been quite a bit of change in your, your squad over this season. Uh, well, Dicko come in, Jack Dixon come in, and then and obviously took the uh, the armband when Chief left, Robert Hall left. Um, and yeah, it was a bit of a weird sort of transition. I mean, from like a fan's perspective, we was all excited. We after that promotion last season was just incredible the way it finished and obviously the scenes after you all see everyone on the pitch yeah. and it was just an unbelievable moment and um yeah we lost quite a f- you know a few faces that were integral to obviously the promotion and obviously we've seen a few of them come back now including rob and charlie harris um but yeah we lost quite a few faces and we got these boys in charlie walker uh ben pope unfortunately just didn't really he's didn't really hit the ground running I don't think with us um, we thought obviously that link up play with Charlie Walker and, and Jack would would be the sort of thing that would really propel us but it, it hasn't I mean Charlie scored a hat-trick a couple of weeks ago um, or a couple of games ago I mean the games are every other other day now it seems at the minute um, but yeah so then Jack's Jack's come and gone um, but as a captain he was I don't know he was quite good um, thought he galvanised the boys quite well. Um, obviously, a completely different type leader and captain on the pitch and in the dressing room than what Rob O'Toole is. And obviously, the way Rob O'Toole went about his business to help us get promoted last season was massive. So um, yeah, it's sort of big shoes to fill for him. And I don't, I don't know if it was a pressure or whatever got to him, but but he's a lovely bloke and he was a good. Yeah, he he is. And he's and you know he's a really really nice bloke and um, he's got a lot of time for everybody you know um, but I just don't for whatever reason didn't didn't work out but homesick yeah. Mark he was homesick he was mate yeah. I think I mean Charlie Walker Charlie Walker has been unbelievable yeah again as a, as a again as a person he's just fuck he's just class Charlie um, but as a player as well he can just create something from nothing can he really and you know. Um, but yeah, so I mean, out then ones that come over, Charlie's still here and still scoring. So I suppose he's the one that's you know done well. Unfortunately for the other two, Popey uh, went to Lansing. Um, Ryan Ura. Worrell, Ryan Worrell's still knocking about, mate. Uh, right, yeah, Rye's there. Keep, uh, I forgot about Rye, but yeah, Rye. Yeah. If Rye's there, Rye's uh, again another character. He's literally the character that he's the class clown in the dressing room, Rye. But um, He's a good player, technically very good. I think sometimes in the moment he, I don't know, sometimes that moment overcomes to him, if that makes sense. You know, he gets on the ball and he'll just make that one touch too many or overhit a pass and, and things like that. Um, but yeah, yeah, another good player. But yeah, it, it's, it was, we've had a few of them back now. Um, like I said, Charlie Harris has come back, Rob O'Toole come back. So, we're trying to build that mould, I think, again, for that that sort of promotion push we had last season, trying to sort of get that dressing room back together and see if, it, again, it can be anything like last season, if we can squeeze in there. Got a few games in hand over some teams, a couple of on the others. If we win them games in hand, then who knows? It's football. Anything yeah. can happen, especially in these divisions and, and the Eastman Premier as well. It can, anything can literally happen. Well, yeah. I mean, it's anyway. Yeah, I mean, you've said it really. There's so many funny results in this league where you're just thinking that that's a home or away banker, and then 
you just get surprised. Yeah. So moving on to Canvey, John. Canvey, <laughs> who... <laughs> I'd, yeah, I mean, you, you were worried, weren't you? You were worried last time I spoke to you. And um, There you go, mate. You can see yeah. it was for, uh, for a good reason. I think when we last pick up, um, I think it was after the Billericke one, wasn't it? Yeah. So, yeah, so two defeats and a draw since then. I mean, obviously we went down to, uh, to Margate. Um, to one, I think one day aside from you, Chris, I will be able to have a sign over someone in this uh, in this podcast. But until then, I think I'll be the whipping boy. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure Terry's waiting. But, but no, but no uh, oh, we we didn't really play well that day. I mean, I think I had a few of us had that like, creeping suspicion. We thought uh, we sort of looked at their record, like and won since November, and we thought, yeah, you know what, this is the game that we somehow miraculously screw up. And now we did. We got that done by, I'd say, we start, seen the start of the game, all right, went 1-0 up, and then just forgot how to defend for about the next 35 minutes. Um, undone by a very good performance from a good a good player in that, that Ben Greenlaw. Um, I already say his second name, I can never quite tell. Greenhall. Like Greenhall, that's it. Yeah, I'm glad you're on. I had to correct you there. <laughs> um, but yeah, second half, I mean, we tried sort of coming back into it, got a actually managed to play the ball on the floor for once, which what we should really do on a 3G pitch when we were on it, but it's uh yeah, after that really we just kinda of huffed and puffed. Um just didn't seem to have much about us. And then having to go to Cray, I think it was next, um, on the Wednesday night. Again, it was just kinda of like a game of two halves really. Um we just were pretty awful to watch in the in the first half, give them two cheap goals. Um somehow so I don't know if anyone's seen it, we somehow bizarre uh, survived the most bizarre offside decision. Oh yeah. I'll um, I, even we were laughing at that down the other end. I was, I was like, "How on earth are they not giving that goal?" Yeah. <laughs> we were just thinking that's just an absolute calamity from the ref. But you know, it, it probably helped us in a way because I mean, we'd gone three down, then that would have been it. But we got ourselves back in the game a bit. Actually, started to look like we were playing a good bit of football. Mm. Um, just uh, left ourselves with too much to do really by that point. So that yeah made it a bit frustrating. And then um, I think it's obviously going to be the case now making home form count, really. So, so we get to Carl Shelton at the weekend, and it was a much better performance, really. I mean, I suppose people look at it on paper, think nil nil, probably a bit of a drab game. It was actually quite an exciting game. Um, and both keepers are really good. Our, our keeper, probably one of his best performances of the season. He, uh, it was saved, particularly in the second half he made, where he's just, I think, still were about, I don't know, five yards away. They're, they've got a really good striker, Carl Shelton. Yeah. He just sort of tip the ball, looked like it was going to loop over him and he's just managed to tip it onto the crossbar. Oh, nice. But, nice. Yeah, no, so it, was, it was good to watch in that regard. And then, say, so he got a goal ruled out in the very last minute. Um, slightly dubious offside. Our, our manager weren't happy to say the least. I think many of us were. Uh, the linesman didn't make any friends that day. But uh, it, it was more encouraging to watch, definitely. So I'm kind of hoping now, fingers crossed, that, you know, we can try and take that into the weekend. Um, we've got a double header against Lewis now. So, That'd be uh, interesting. As you go there on Saturday and then they come to us following Tuesday. Sort of how the everything's shaped up with yeah. all the postponements. Yeah. So, funny. yeah, that's funny how it's worked out. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, it's funny how it's worked out, really. Yeah. But, yeah. yeah, I mean, they seem to be as inconsistent as us, really, get some good results and then lose silly games. So it could be anyone's game, really, on Saturday. Just what team Bars turns up, really. Yeah, it turns like, up, up isn't it? Jekyll and Hyde a lot yeah, of the time. Absolutely. Well, it's like when we 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 faced them and had lost a load of games, and we made them look half decent. And I mean, I yeah. can't. I still gutted that we've given them six points this this season. But yeah, anyway, yeah, I've got to go over to Terry now. Sorry, John. So Terry, 
Over no it. win since November, and you've only managed to win a game. So nineteen games. Nineteen games. It's twenty games without a win, and I honestly thought we was going to be doing the same again. Uh, we had Chatham uh, the week before. It was a much improved performance. Mm. And we deserve to get a score out of that one. We've got our new players. We've got Toby um, on each of the wings, so we played five at the back. And um, can I mention Don Vos? Was Don Vos playing in the Chatham game? He was. And what was the score in the Chatham game? Lost. You lost, right? So then you played Canvey, and then what happened? Uh, he wasn't playing, so we He won. wasn't playing, so you won. All right, okay. Yeah, it was 3 to 2. And I was thinking, we end up with our usual. When the ref added six minutes, I was like, oh, here we go. Here we can concede in the 26. Yeah. We usually do. As it happens, we actually held on. And I'm really sorry, Tom. <laughs> you I, I think I just had that sneaking suspicion. As, and you know what? I've seen you, you've got a fairly good. Um, well, I say fairly good result. Like, I mean, you'd run Chatham close in the week. I thought, oh, I reckon we're going to be up for it now. So it's, it's, yeah, I don't know. It seemed like everything about that day was going wrong for us. So, you know, that's probably to be expected. But now, nah, fair, fair play, you guys. It was a good performance from you. Having, having been playing further up front, that new lad, Rio, he's, he, he was a revelation because he just. He Does he dance on the sands? Oh, that's, that's her name, is Rio, isn't it? No, sorry. Go on. Sorry. Sorry. I think we're going to have to incorporate that into get get a song going on that one. There you go. <laughs> definitely, yeah, definitely do that. Get something to, uh, to do with him and Monsanto, at least. Yeah, there so we go. Change, have go you on. changed tactics now? Then, so you're defending crazy for the last sort of ten minutes or so. Uh, guy, we again, but then we concede in the in the ninetieth minute, which is a major achievement yeah. for us. We, we just it was only the one goal this time. Still, only one. You know. Do you think there's a uh, do you yeah, think there's a glimmer of glimmer of hope of staying up now? It's going to be a bloody hard task. Yeah, it is because we, we, I think we worked out we've got to win games. But it's just not going to happen. We've got horses. Yeah, they've got other teams have got quite a few games. Yeah, um, yeah I think going to not funds Concord. Yeah, because they've got so many games in hand. I, I, you know, I think that's going to be our downfall. So. Do you face okay. many of the rest of the bottom five in the in the run up for the rest of the season? Uh, we've got we've got Orsham at home, Arshalton, Field, Is she still cutting out really badly, or is it me? Yeah, no, it's that. So I, I will try and work a bit of magic with your audio when I yeah, afterwards. I honestly, don't know what's going on with her. It's because you're not used to winning games, so yeah, yeah, it's yeah. the excitement. Yeah, <laughs> but but the games in hand, they're not points in the bag, are they? So. You know, exactly. There's, there's, there's still some hope there, you know. Yeah. So. Well, you know, I me mean, eternally optimistic, living hope. <laughs> well, saying that, you know, you're talking about. I mean, obviously, White Orca are mid table. I mean, we, we, let's look at. Let's look at who you've got. Oh, well, tonight there's um yeah, it's bottom versus fourth, isn't it? Um, Kingstonian are playing um. Dulwich, isn't it, or is it? No, no it's Enfield. Um, Chesson. They're playing Chesson tonight, mate. Ah, that's yeah. Twelve. So. And I'm, I'm sure. Um, I think Stonia won their last home game and Chesson ain't been playing very well. So, I mean, Chesson's just below you, isn't it? So, there you go. So, King Stonian oh, might get a result. Yeah. They're going to take points of each other, aren't they? Mm. I like the away day at Margate. I'm, I'm sorry. Do you know what I mean? So, I want Margate to stay up. I, I, I really, really, truly do want to stay up, but I'm being. I want Concord to go down. The place stinks. Tell you what, Mark, have you ever done an away day at Concord, mate? Uh, I don't actually think I've been Concord to be fair. Don't, mate, don't uh, 
Uh, in Margate, Canvey and Hastings. There's, and... there's a there's a bloody sewage works near there or whatever. And it, it's oh, literally absolutely. the other side of the goals. Oh. Uh, some, there, there is some grounds when I look at the enclosed and I think we are lucky to even have this. It's so far out of the way and horrible still, but at least it's not as bitter than some, yeah. Yeah. I've not experienced the Mar- the Margate away yet with, oh, with the Hastings awesome. guys, so one of I the look best... forward to that next season. All right, one of the best. Um, is it you got the the one on seafront, or is that Mark? Or is that Ramsgate? Am I thinking Ramsgate? The uh, Witherspoons on seafront. Yeah, yeah. that's Ramsgate. Yeah, Ramsgate with the big old Witherspoons. Yeah, but Margate. Well, well I, I'm sure they Margate well, kind of down by the way the beach is. Yeah, or like mechanical elephants, something like that, isn't it? I think we went in there. Yeah, that's it. I think we've been in there. Not the time just gone, but the time before. Oh, there's a yeah. There's well, they're both. Yeah, there's two wet. They're both weather spoons on the seafront, but Ramsgate's got the biggest one in the country. I think it's it is. Massive. It's it lovely. Used to be again. Yeah, yeah. And it's no. really, it's really nice. The Ramsgate one when you sit yeah. outside the back and you just oh, absolutely sand in front. Of, yeah, there it's is nice. other pubs to go to. Sorry, I'm. We ain't. We don't all work yes. for weather spoons or anything. Yeah, but. <laughs> They are quite but nice. If you go Ramsgate, <laughs> go to that Spoons, we'll have a good time. That is your sponsor next week, isn't yeah, it, Chris? Exactly, mate. I tell you, yeah, if, well, if, if the Spoons are listening, mate, <laughs> yeah. don't worry, mate. I'll have some of that. And Tim, is it? Tim's on. <laughs> yeah, he's a good bloody good black. Um, yeah. Actually, you met up with Aaron from Hashtag, didn't you? When yeah, we had, so... Yeah, go on, because we had a load yeah, of games so... called off. Go on. Yeah, so not Saturday, go on Saturday before. Um, on my way up to... Up to London, uh, wife was wife and son were going to the Arsenal women's game, and my daughter and I were going on to Potter's Bar to see Hastings uh, versus Potter's Bar, and we dropped the dropped wife off at the Emirates, um, and five minutes down the road saw on the group chat that the uh, the Hastings game was off, which was marvellous because I was already up there, already in London, so contacted Chris and said, you know, have you got Aaron's number, Aaron from hashtag? Because I thought we'll see where they are. And they were going to Wingate and Flinchley. They were at Wingate and Flinchley away, so which was about sort of five, six miles from where I was. So although we were very early, we went went there, met out with some of the guys from Hashtag and spoke to some of the guys from Wingate and Flinchley, standing there in my Hastings jumper. So they made me all, made me very welcome. So that was quite quite nice to be honest. So um, and was it a goal a goal fest? Was it? Oh, absolutely! It was uh, yeah, a yeah massive goal fest, real good one to be one. Yeah, it finished nil nil. Yeah. Possibly the most boring game I've seen uh, for for a long time, uh, but they, they they were very welcoming, and it was good to see different fans from a different perspective. Um, how how they? I mean, I've obviously been involved with the Hastings lot and, and seen away fans, but it was good. It was quite interesting to be amongst them um, and listening to some of the some of the songs that are, you know slightly different from different fans, really, which was which was quite. Quite experience. I mean, I wouldn't have gone out of my way to have gone to it if I wasn't up there. But it was nice to sort of be there. Um, bit dis- like I say, bit bit different. Hashtag are a very different team to watch. But you know, good for them. They're 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 going about their business, doing doing what they love. So fair enough. Good for them. Aaron's a Aaron's a nice chap. Nice for him to sort of bring me along in with, with the rest of the hashtag guys. To be honest, so, he wasn't. But, and then yeah, was he? What does he do again? He goes um. What's that thing where they play? Oh, I'm sounding really old. I am probably, I am quite old, right? But the the uh, the computer games when they're on the YouTube all the time. Oh yeah, he, he streaming. Does, like, streaming. Yeah, he yeah, he does, does the streaming. streaming. So I'm surprised he, he gave you any time, mate. 
yeah, I know. He was, <laughs> he was um, talking to me about that, and it seems quite a different thing to do. It's not something I've been involved in, but, you know, like I say, good for him. That's what he wants to do. Yeah, but it was him. Yeah, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't disagree with you then. No, it was very, very, very good. I, I did a... Um, I, it meant I was able to do a bit of filming for my vlog, so and I thought I wasn't going to be able to because of the Hastings game being off. So that was that was quite nice, quite a different different thing to do. Um, and then obviously last weekend, from Hastings' point of view, all ready to go up the pilot field, getting all ready for that, pulled off again. Off again. So ended up going over to Bexhill uh, ten minutes before kick off. That was pulled off as well. So yeah, <laughs> I gave up in the end and went home. So <laughs> um, so yeah, really from Hastings' point of view, can't really report much on. Um, any of the any of the games because there hasn't been any for the last couple of weeks. So yeah, and I wasn't on the last pod. So yeah, well, you know what the beauty of this is. I said to my missus, I said, "Look, love, I'm not going to the Hastings away game. This was two weeks ago. I want to spend time with you and the family." And unfortunately, <laughs> that game got well done, pulled Chris. off, right? <laughs> and then and then last week, I was supposed I because I work uh, job was doing that to work the weekend again. Fortunately, the game got called off. Yeah. I'm not saying Swings I've got powers, mate. Right? <laughs> if you could let me use, know mate. next time before I, if you could let me know before I drive drive quite away to go somewhere, that'd be yeah. that'd be great. Thanks, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> Funny enough, I can make the rescheduled games. That that's the beauty of uh, yeah telekinesis. Yeah. I think it is. So we're going to go have another go this weekend and uh, try and go to Wingate and Flinchley. So I'll be going back to where I was with hashtag. So yeah, yeah. that's a toughie. Yeah. I- well, we, we get, we get, let's, let's go to that. Yeah. Let's go to that straight. Well, I mean, this, obviously. Before we do that, one, one of the oh, comments on, on. that was made, one of the comments that was made to me by one of the Wingate and Flinchley fans was, mm. I put my coat on by this point, so he didn't, couldn't see the Hastings jumper. And he said, he walked past me thinking I was a hashtag fan and said, your team's not a real team. They've got no history. And I thought, well, actually, mate, I'm a Hastings fan. I think there's a fair <laughs> amount of history yeah. in Hastings. So. Yeah, just a, just an interesting comment. Uh, I know that obviously every fan, all the fans, they sort of say different things to different people to try and get a reaction. So it's quite a quite an interesting. That's thing. Not, I, I, we've heard worse, haven't we, Lee? Let's be oh, fair. Yeah. <laughs> that oh yeah, oh yeah. All I sorts of language. <laughs> what that, and, and saying that, and the hashtag just gone to Avery. They're going to go and start playing at Avery's ground now. Oh, I, I think so. Yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah. Their winning team already plays there, so I think it probably makes the most logical oh, sense. Yeah, yeah. they're, they're yeah. ladies to play there, and they're. they're... I can't. I, I don't like Avery's ground I, I... at all. No, no, I don't. Oh, I, I've got to be in that place in East Middle. Let's, let's just just quickly look at the league. So you're looking at Hornchurch. Hornchurch, I think, have got this in the bag. Yeah, I think they're eight nine points clear. Two or three yeah. games in hand. Yeah, we've got we've got um who have we got we got um Chatham have got. Uh, Carl Shorten, they're playing at Carl Shorten, aren't they, on Saturday? As I was, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can't see him losing. So you think those two? Do you think those two spaces are already sewn up? I mean, I, would, I, I mean, it's, it'd be hard to see Chatham throwing away for second place now. Um, I mean, as you say, I think Hornchurch seems to pretty much have it in the bag. He's going to have taken a, yeah. a spectacular place for them to even see ground really on that. Chatham just is again just seem to be able to bring in the men to. Um, sort of sure things up, they can sort of change their squad about and bring in the quality they need. Uh bring people like that broken line, but scoring goals for fun for like Chesson and Ramsgate as well. So it'd be hard to see, yeah. see that. The one thing I've quite enjoyed in the last couple of weeks is ever since we beat Villaricky, they seem to have imploded. Yeah. So yeah, <laughs> they seem to be looking as tenable as it was. But yeah, then but after that, that, looking down to a beam to about like sort of eighth or ninth really, um 
there's still teams who could make that last playoff place. It's it's still really open. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at it now. You're absolutely right. It really is open, isn't it? I mean, because you look. So Billericay have got. I've got hashtag. I've written it down here. I've got hashtag um, on Saturday. Now you'd a normal Billericay side should be beating hashtag, but when you got spanked six goals, then they got didn't Chatham beat them? It was six, wasn't it? Chatham six spanked. three. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you got Wingate against Hastings. So those 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 games also wins. Wingate a fourth place. Um, yeah. You don't know. You just don't know what Hastings team's going to turn up. I'd, I'd, I'd a little bit. A little bit of dip in form at the wrong time for people that want to make the playoffs, but we've had a good season. Don't get me wrong, yeah. Hastings fans. Um, I'll tell you what, then, though, Wingate. I didn't. I didn't think. Much, didn't think much of it. I don't know whether it was just both teams were boring, cancelling them out at the same time. I don't know, but they didn't seem to have much. To be completely honest, you did some illegal footage as well. For uh, I, <laughs> yeah, you've done some illegal footage, haven't you? Yeah, hopefully I that did, works, I did. mate. Anything I did. I did. I. I, I filmed as much as I could and emailed it to the manager, Hastings manager. So, uh, yeah, I'll be uh, taking my cut next year, yeah. <laughs> the one tip I will say is watch out for, I think they got a player called Ruben Carvalho, or Carvalho. He's um, he's probably one of the better players I'm watching this league this year. I think you give him half an inch and he'll turn a goal and score. So, if there's one man you want to stick defenders on at the weekend, it'd probably be him. The only bit of, the only bit of really shouting and sort of cheering I heard was when they announced his name at the start, really. To be honest with you, apart from that, they're pretty quiet. The fans, but it was they, they did really like when they when they announced his name. Yeah, yeah, he seems to be a popular boy. I mean, whether they hold on yeah. to him after the season would be big ask because I think there'd probably be a few, probably could be a few conference club South clubs sniffing around him really. So, yeah. well, uh, and, yeah. but and also we've got, we've got of this certainly we've got White Oak Enfield. So, Mark, um, what White Oak's going to turn up against Enfield? Who, who are, you just don't know with them. I thought Enfield would just be would have secured a place in the playoffs by now, but they just keep. Yeah, but just we started. just seems to be getting them home results as yeah. well, and that's what always just always keeps us alive. Really, um, away from home, it's always just feels like a bit of a free hit. We sort of just go right. Let's just try and get something out of this. Uh, just hope for the best. But at home, we've just I don't know. It just clicks and it just works. Um, they always say shooting towards that thin end in the second half is what helps us getting three points. But yeah, we we're quite good for a late goal a lot of, most of the time at home as well. Um, so definitely, I, I feel down the only the only way I'm optimistic and the only reason I'm optimistic is because it's at home. So yeah. anything like I mean, what White will turn up? I can tell you, but we got uh, we won last night. Um, so, you know, there's that bit of a uh, bit of confidence going back around because we lost a bit of morale in the in the squad for a good few weeks, and it was a bit of a weird weird moment sort of in the club. Everyone was sort of a bit like, "What's going on?" It, mm. Everything just don't feel something just fell off. But um, but yeah, a couple of good results, and that's quickly swings the momentum. The boys seem right there, and uh, yeah, in good place at the minute. So never know. I would. I could. It could. Enfield could turn up and beat us 3 0 easily. Um, but yeah, say at home, we could easily beat them 3 0. So it'd be, a fa- I, I, it'd be more fascinating than what the league table says, anyway. Put it that way. Yeah, no, I mean, I, you've already convinced me, mate. I'm, I'm easily um, <laughs> twisted into putting money on anyone. So um, you will be part of my uh, home and aways on Saturday. Um, and you can hopefully do us a favor. Well, if we get a result, Hastings, obviously. 
It's tough. It's, I mean, this is the beauty of this part of the season, isn't it? Everyone, you know, it's it's uh, shit or bust time, isn't it? You know, at the end of the day. I mean, uh, right then. One of the things I wanted to ask though is, will Horsham? Because Horsham have got a couple of games in hand, didn't they? Are they going to be the ones that are going to take the place of one of those we've spoken about in the playoffs, or do you think because they've Horsham have played a ton of games they, this season? Well, they they, are, yeah. that's kind of it? It's just whether they can get consistency together, really. I mean, they seem to put out some really good results, like away at Billericay, but then lose some silly ones uh, elsewhere, even at home. So it's just whether they can keep that momentum. I mean, it's really yeah. it's just going to be whatever team can gather a bit of pace at this at this stage of the season in their form. It's going to be the one that breaks it. It's just like oh, I say, it's just it's anyone can beat anyone. You can never, you really can't tell in this league. But I don't know if it's like it in other sort of non non league leagues around, but. There seems to be because everyone seems to be on different game, different number of games played, don't they? It's really hard to sort of, it's really hard to gauge anything, isn't it? Mm. Yeah, you've got a few teams that are on say twenty eight, twenty nine, and the rest are on like thirty one, and yeah, yeah there's a, a like big imbalance. So yeah, but, yeah other teams are thirty two, and this division is so unpredictable. Is yeah. it's it's crazy. Um, yeah, you literally never know what you're getting from one week to the next. You'll be standing there watching your team, looking at looking at the sort of results coming in as they go, and you're going, "How is this happening? But well, how is these scores coming about? This doesn't make sense." And it's just this division. I think that's why we all turn up week in, week out, really, isn't it? I suppose that's yeah, why we go. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. That good. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm hoping Horsham are thinking about their Sussex Cup final. Uh, and forgetting about the league, so that we can. I'm, I'm hoping we can pinch the playoff spot, but well, we actually we've got the Sussex semi. Uh, Sussex, uh, hang on, sounds a bit dodgy. The Sussex semi. Um, oi, 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 oi. Uh, <laughs> I usually take pills for that. No, the uh, Little Hampton Hastings. That's on the 12th of March. Um, I'm hoping. Am I? Am I in your car? That sounds you even are, dodgier. Yeah. That, that sounds even dodgier. Look. You get in my car without semi, Chris. You'd be fine, yeah, mate. Yeah. For a sausage. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, no, it'd be a threesome, wouldn't it? We'll have Bennett in there as well, won't we? So, yeah. <laughs> a gay affair. Um, Fantastic. Yeah, so Thanks, Chris. I've got to be fun. more cut out of this podcast right. than any other podcast. No, no, I'll leave yes, all that Chris, stuff in. That's fine. You are but... welcome to a lift. Yeah. As long as it's not one like a fake taxi. Anyway, let's. Um... <laughs> that's what I mean. Mm, you, uh, you don't know, oh, okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. Play the innocent <laughs> got, type. Play the innocent I'll type. Right, it. Lee. <laughs> How's the, the radio at the Hastings thing going? Oh, he was going to do it. So, well, yeah. Um, you know, Tom Dyson Laurie. Yeah, Tom Dyson Laurie does the radio for Hastings. Uh, yeah, he's uh, sorted out. We had loads of um, uh, tech issues. He swapped. Oh, I'm, I'm now not going to know what I'm saying here, but like he swapped whatever thing he uses it on. So it, it will be back from. Uh, I think our home game. I'm not sure if he's doing it for Wingate. Right. But he, he should be doing it for the next home game, um, which I'm not at. So um, that'll get rained off. Oh, good stuff, thanks. So, uh, um, any of the other teams here? Any other teams here do, do radio at theirs? Is it? How, is it um, it's years ago, but we haven't done it since about 20, 2014. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, we might look into next season. Now I've actually got Wi-Fi in our press box, so it it could work. But we'll see who's. Uh, Committed to doing it. That's the thing. Yeah. It's a commitment. And we ain't even got Wi Fi, mate. Oh, well. <laughs> it is, isn't it? Bloody fruit. No, that's like going on AM or FM, then you're one. <laughs> mate, yeah. A hashtag, a hashtag, the only team in, in a division that do any sort of, because they have a commentary team, don't they? And 
they sort of do highlights for their games through is it through their through their channel, I think. Yeah, I mean uh, I think they do live stream their matches to paying members. Um mm. but at least they've always got a highlight package afterwards. Who'd pay for that? Who'd pay for that? Yeah. Yeah. Not by us. No, of course not. Lewis and Horsham got radio. I know Horsham definitely got radio. Maybe they do actually, yeah. I mean they do Dulwich do as well. I know I know Dulwich? they've had it for a while. Um I think Ricky do as well. I, I sometimes like to listen to the uh to the Billericke one where we beat them away and just hear the disappointment in the commentator's voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you should. Well, you should have heard my the Lewis. Well, because the, the the commentary packed in, I was doing the commentary for the Lewis game in the first half, and we give up, give up with all the tech issues. But yeah, you want to hear about the miserable gear? That was me. That was quite. Yeah, it was quite funny. But uh, yeah, right. All right. Well, listen. Look. Thank you very much, all of you, for coming on. Uh, Lee Parnell, Terry Scott, Mark Gorey, uh, and of course, of course, John Andrews. Uh, thank you, thank you, boys and girls. I uh, hope you get to the games this Saturday if you can. Um, and uh, see you again. Take care. Yeah, cheers. Thank you. That's it for another episode, SBTS fans. If you want to get in contact with this podcast, the email is hufcpod at gmail.com. Twitter, which is SBTS Pod. Otherwise, go to the YouTube. Over three and a half years of content on there. There's so many other ways to listen. However, you get your podcast, we're on all platforms. Or go to the link tree, which is SBTS Podcast, uh, and subscribe. It's all free. Remember, get yourselves to a game and support local football, whoever and wherever you're watching. And apart from that, see you at the game. <laughs>